welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in as you are in for a treat. Um, here at Real People, Real Talk, I believe in holistic health, meaning I want you to thrive spiritually, relationally, and mentally. And today we're going to be talking about thriving physically. And here's our guiding scripture for today. Third John 1, 2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. I'm joined today by Wendy Pitt. She is a business owner, doctor, wife, mother, and speaker that teaches the balance of the mind, the body, and spirit through her Visibly Fit Wellness Program. As an international TV host of her own show, reaching 75 million households, she motivates people to make fitness and good nutrition a part of their daily routine. And so with all of that, I want to say welcome to the show, Wendy. Paul, it is a delight to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. And in light of that introduction, in light of all that you have going on, I'm super excited about this conversation and we're going to jump right in. Wendy, could you tell us why is fitness important to you? What's your why? That is a great question. And I'm usually uh, asking my patients to dig into their whys. So it's nice to be asked my why. Um, you know, I've always been a, a student of physical culture, and it's been important to me from early on in my in my growing up years, from from dancing to teaching aerobics when you know headbands and leg warmers were cool. Like I've been in this space for a long time, but I, my why really is is to help um, educate. And to raise up the body of Christ, because I believe that we're supposed to look different. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be healthier and well and equipped to do all that God has called us to do. And if our physical health is getting in the way, then it's a detriment, not just to the individual, but to all of us collectively as a society. So that's my bigger, deeper why is I have a really heart and a a mission and a passion to get the church healthy. And my response to that is a man and a man, because (laughs) like you said, when as believers, we should look differently and do all that we can to win others to to Christ. And you have a podcast called Visibly Fit, and I want to encourage my listeners to go and check it out. I want to leave the link in the show notes, Um, but break that down. What does it mean to be visibly fit as fitness can look different to different people? Absolutely. And I'm glad you asked that because I just hearing the words visibly fit, I think most people are thinking, well, this is what I can see. I can visibly see that you're fit. But I'm here to tell you that you can visibly see if someone is spiritually or emotionally or mentally fit as well. Um, Sometimes not as quickly as we'd like to with um, mental health or what have you, but you you can visibly see it. And so what does that look like for you as an individual? And how do we become visibly fit so that we are in our healthiest, best, wholesome self so that we can bring God glory. And so it really starts with um, just unpacking and, and acknowledging where you are in your current state of wellness and well-being and realizing that um, if you're not in the place of your best, that's what God wants for you. He wants your best. And so, um, you know, 
understanding that there are tools out there to get you there and and having that fortitude to say, I can and I will because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So glad you brought scripture into that, which is the perfect segue, because here at Real People Real Talk, like I firmly believe that the key to success in any area or aspect of our lives includes like inviting God into the process. As Jesus himself says in the Bible, like apart from me, you can't do nothing. And so, Wendy, with that thought in mind, what are some things, some practical things that we can do to invite God into our fitness journey? What does it look like? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, start your day off off right by digging into his word and hearing from him on a personal level and having that intimate relationship with with him. Uh, I think so often people are quote unquote busy and they're not making time and space for the Lord. And really, when you set yourself up for for that tonality of the day with him in mind, then he will lead lead you and guide you and strengthen you and give you that that um, that discipline to to carry on in your health and your wellness. Because sometimes I think people just. You know, they don't bring the Lord in. They think, I've got to muster through this. I got to get through this. You know, I've got to, I've got to. No, what if you change the I've got to to I get to? Mm. And I get to because it's glorifying uh, our creator. And so it's a change and a shift in, in mindset. And I think that that changes everything. It really does. Yes. I love that phrase that you said, make space for the Lord. And we mm. should honor him with our time. And just delving a little bit deeper into that, like, but the person that may be new to the health journey that may be new to the Lord, like what does it look like to make space for the Lord? Yeah. And it, everyone's got different schedules, right? Like you can make space all day long. Like the Lord loves you. He wants you uh, to be in constant communication with him and, and to hear from him as well. Not just always be talking to the Lord, but to sit and be still and hear his still small, quiet voice. But it looks different for everyone. It may start out with devotions. It may start out, you know, something simple like that, but then digging into his word and really letting just, just focusing on one or two scripture verses and letting it just, you know, penetrate your heart and break it down. It's really that simple. You don't have to read, you know, from cover to cover of the Bible and and have to know it all. No, the Lord will speak to you in the season that you're in, but it's important that you, you do take the initiative and be intentional to go and meet him um, where he's at. Yes. So good. So rich as we are to make space for the Lord and we are to invite him into our fitness journeys. And personally, what it look like for me is like when I walk, I often like use that time to pray and just worship as I'm just, you know, walking outside and just seeing the the creativity and the creation of the Lord and just begin just to to praise God and tell him thank yes. you. And even when I lift weights, I would like to listen to Christian content, Christian based content or listen to sermons. And for those that's listening, you can even as much as just press play on the audio Bible while you walk or work out. And just simple ways, practical ways that you can invite God into your fitness journey. And last thing I'll add to that is I also begin to view like my fitness journey as my personal way of honoring the Lord and worshiping the Lord with the one body that he has given us. We only get one right. in this right. lifetime and we are to steward it well. That's right. That's right. We are. And, you know, uh, we're told in 2 Timothy 1, 7, for the spirit guide gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. I think a lot of times people don't realize that we we do have self-discipline because uh, we have uh, the strength of Christ and we can do all things right. But um, that's the spirit God gave us. And so you 
you do listening have that discipline. You do have that discipline because the spirit of God is in you. Amen to that. It's in us. We just have to tap into it. So that's that's such a good word, Wendy. And before we move on, yeah. we just want to add a scripture on top of that. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And that's what we're talking about today. How can we glorify God in our bodies? And with that thought in my Wendy, I know that you have more than three, but give us your top three fitness tips. Okay, I'm just going to make it real simple. And first of all, well, we'll dive into this in a minute because fitness is more than than just our physical health. Okay, so but let's just talk physically kind of things that we can do to help our health. Drink water, (laughs) like drink water, drink more and more water. People are chronically dehydrated. Um, and always have, you know, a BPA free water bottle with you. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, number two, move your body. <laughs> People are sedentary more than ever. And your body actually starts to atrophy after just 20 minutes of not moving or working against gravity. So Dr. Joan Bernicos actually used to work with the astronauts and discovered this when they were in, they, when they were in anti-gravity uh, situations that their body literally started to atrophy just after 20 minutes. So if you are standing, do some squats, do some calf raises. If you're sitting, stand up. Um, you got to move the body. Um, thirdly, put something alive on every plate, like put a plant on every plate. Start to bring in life-giving food instead of the standard American diet, brown, dead foods on your plate. So those are just three simple things that will start to make a big difference. Yes, I love how you phrase that. They're simple, but they will make a big difference. So drink that water, move your body, and eat vegetables. And not always eating chips and all the, like I say, the American diet. Yes. It's funny because as I was thinking about that and and what I could just possibly add, like it was on the same page. I was going to encourage people like, don't drink your calories, as I heard it said, because there is so much sugar in our sodas today, um, even our fruit juices today, or even when you go to, let's say, McDonald's and what is a medium. Please don't go there. Exactly. <laughs> if you go saying. there, what's a medium really is like an extra large and the size proportions are all out of whack. And for those right. that may say like you don't like water, um, I would encourage you to drink it anyway. And some of the things mm-hmm. that I do to kind of like you know, boost it up. I'll put a little lemon in there from time to time or even mint and cucumber just to give water some taste because water is so important. And I would also encourage you to have a workout that you look forward to doing. Um, Yes, I grind and I lift weights, but I really look forward to my walks outside and I definitely look forward to playing basketball. And last thing I would say to that is habit stacking. Like I love to watch basketball and I know that I needed to work out more. So in the past, uh, I bought a treadmill. I put it in front of the TV. And so now nice. this is this cue. Like, there's a basketball game that I really want to watch. Let me hop on a treadmill. And I'm not saying I'm going to be on in the whole two hours of the game, but at least one hour. And, Wendy, I know you recently did a podcast about habit stacking. So anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's so many things that you can do uh, depending on what you are you know doing already in your life like i mentioned in my in my podcast on the habit stacking episode that you know maybe i'll be drying my hair and do some squats while i'm drying my hair or whenever i brush my teeth or you know um on my vibration plate i'll i'll do my visibly fit 7 by 11 exercises and so 
the exercises actually that I teach, you just use your body as your gym. So it's a lot of moving isometrics, visualize resistance. So you don't need any equipment and it doesn't put stress on your joints, tendons, or ligaments, which is pretty cool. So I'm here to eliminate all excuses for everybody because you don't need to spend money to go to the gym. Your body is your gym. That's such a good word. Your body is your gym. And so I'm curious, like besides um, squats, what are some other things that we can do as you say our body is our gym? Oh, gosh, push-ups, you know, I mean, you name it. I mean, push-ups, pull-ups. I mean, I, I have my husband and I have like a little pull-up bar as we go into our bathroom from our bedroom to the bathroom. So right then and there, you can do some hangs, you can do some pull-ups. And it, it can only be, you know, it could just be a few, but you're breaking up the day, you're adding in some some movement, and it's a constant reminder, right, when you have those kind of apparatuses around. But you can, um, again, dips, um, you can do jump squats. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do that will be maximizing and you just have to be intentional about it. And that's the big thing, you know, make an appointment for yourself on your calendar, set an alarm on your phone. If you have to like every hour to get up and do some movement. So even if it's a five minute walk around your office or around your home or around wherever you are, um, get movement in and get that blood circulating. Listen, the key word, as she has said, is to be intentional fitness doesn't just happen it's something that we have to make happen and so that's right what do you think are some of the biggest barriers for people um in their fitness journey and of course like how can we overcome them yeah that's a great question um it might be different than what most people might think but i usually talk about how the key to fitness is the f word and that f word is forgiveness um, there's a lot of people that are in a place of unforgiveness, like unforgiving others for how they were treated or what they were told or any kind of abuse or trauma drama in their, in their life, but also forgive, forgiving themselves for not being in the place that they really desire or deserve to be in with their health and their well-being. So I think forgiveness is that key that kind of unlocks and allows that next step of progression to happen. And, and when we're in that forgiveness place, we receive, you know, from the Lord, his goodness and his mercy, and we can, in that grace, and we can, we can press ahead without being in that, you know, shame, blame, kind of condemnation place, because that's not of the Lord. He's, he's, he's victorious, and he wants you to rise up and be in a place of, of victory. And it takes an intentional action, but not to stay in that place of, of shame and blame and condemnation, but to, to take ownership and, and to acknowledge and then to have that breakthrough and get to the other side with his help. So I love the way that you said that as we're removing barriers. Um, and the great place to start is by forgiving ourselves and, you know, removing that condemnation, removing that shame. Like that, that's a good word. I never heard it said like that. And it reminded me of Romans chapter eight, verse one, where it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after flesh, but after the spirit. So don't receive that condemnation that comes from the devil, but we should mm -hmm. receive conviction, which comes from the Holy Spirit. And maybe you feel like you're convicted that you can do better in your health journey. We would encourage you to, to do so. And yeah. Wendy, there's there's a lot of obsession. And I'm speaking from um, personal experience with the scale. And could you just talk to us about some non scale victories that are worth celebrating? Yes, that scale can just be 
detrimental to your progress. And I really encourage my patients not to get on the scale except for once a week, just to kind of have a little progress. But people are obsessed. They get on it multiple times a day, you know, and your weight fluctuates throughout the day. But I would just say, how do you feel? Do you feel like, um, you know, you're, you're not as achy? Are you sleeping better? Do you have more energy? Um, you know, start to feel those kind of things. Are you in a better mood? Because it's not always the number on the scale that's going to tell you all, all the details of, of your progress. And I think people get hung up on that number and the number on the scale doesn't tell you your muscle to fat ratio. It's just a number. Like sometimes again, we get hung up on that and we have to let that go and just start being disciplined and, and being that, that constant, you know, determined person, that self-disciplined person that we really are created to be. And I promise your your habits and the discipline will start to pay off. It will start to snowball and you will reap the benefits. I had a woman that has had migraines for 42 years, Paul. She went through my program after two weeks, no more migraines. So that does not tell you that on the scale, but guess what? That's life-changing. Um, so those are the kind of things that that you have to start thinking about. Like, okay, am I am I not you know, in, in pain when I'm going up and down the stairs or how's my breath when I'm going up and down the stairs? Is it, is it, you know, a little easier this, this go around or not? I mean, start to make those kind of, of assessments instead of always that number on the scale. I'm so glad you spoke to that because I say this from experience that I want to encourage my dear listener, please don't allow the number on the scale to dictate your joy for the day. That's right. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because I've, I've been there. <laughs> Take the information, take the number that the scale gives you and make the necessary adjustments. As Wendy said, as you're putting in the work, you're doing the habits, the results will come, but keep moving forward. And like you say, it could be as much as you don't feel achy. You don't feel tired. Um, for me, some ways that when I don't see the scale move, I'm like, OK, well, the shirt fits better. Um, when I'm playing four court basketball, I'm not as tired going up and down the court. And so it's so important to know that there's a part of your journey. And you spoke to this, too, where you could be losing fat and gaining muscle and right. not see the scale move. Right. And so that's why we not, right. we have to keep moving forward and putting in the work. That's right. That's right. And, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll mention too, that I share with my patients about, uh, I, I, I never talk about losing weight. I always talk about releasing it because there is, um, you know, there's a lot of emotions around our health journey. And I talk about releasing unhealthy emotions that are attached to the unhealthy weight. So the more you get on that scale, the more those unhealthy emotions are playing out in your mind and, and your body's always listening to what you're thinking. And so it responds and your body will hold on to toxins. I mean, I, I could go on and on here, but we have to get out of this this shaming condemnation place and release these unhealthy emotions that were either brought on to us or we have adopted ourselves and and taken on that are not who we are in Christ. And so start to speaking life over your life and and that will change everything. Um, and you will start to release those unhealthy emotions and release the unhealthy weight. It's part of the equation. That's another good word, speaking life. And I love that. The, the verbiage and that paradigm shift is not about losing weight, but releasing the weight as the way you unpack that, that losing weight, releasing weight is so much more than the physical, but there's the emotional and mental side. And as you say, like your body is always listening. And so we got to be really careful with our self-talk. Yes, big time. And even with our spiritual health, you know, it, it can really weigh us down spiritually. So um, it's it's something to to really consider. 
Definitely. And before we sprint to our conclusion, um, a few quick hitters I want to ask you, like, what is your go to healthy snack? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, it's probably gonna be boring to you guys, but I love just raw almonds um, or any kind of nuts or seeds, some pepitos, unsalted, just raw. But I definitely like just vegetables, raw vegetables, broccoli, carrots, celery. Like that's that's a go to because I like the crunch with that um, the carrots and the and the celery. So that's that's what I do. I love it because in this case, boring is better because the more so we <laughs> add to it, the more calories. So. <laughs> Rightfully said. <laughs> Boring is better. That's good. I like it. <laughs> and so that's your favorite snack. Well, some of your favorite snacks. Um, do you have like a favorite or go-to workout routine? Like if you only had 30 minutes, like what would you do? Oh, well, I definitely do my visibly fit workout. So I wish I could uh, explain it or show it here. But again, it's 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 a our, our, God has created us in such an amazing way that you can actually imagine, and I know you're in the weight room, but you can actually imagine a weight in your hand and lift that weight without it being there. That's how powerful our mind is. And so that's how visibly fit workouts are. You imagine the weight in your hand and you do slow control movements. Uh, for instance, like a bicep curl. Maybe you want to do it with me, Paul, because this could be kind of fun. So imagine that you have a weight in your hand and it's by your side and you're going to uh, slowly uh, bring that weight up to your shoulder like you're doing a bicep curl. And I mean, slow and controlled, squeezing that bicep with all your might. Squeeze, 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 right? And you don't want to let the weight drop. So you slowly bring that weight down. So you're going to feel this on the positive and the negative muscle groups. So the bicep and the tricep at the same time without putting stress on your joints, tendons, and ligaments. And so those are the kind of exercises that I do in a 20, 30-minute crunch time. Yes, I love it. Once again, it's so practical, so simple, but can make a very big impact. And and Wendy, I want you to speak to the person that maybe they're on their fitness journey and they have started over and over and over, whether it wasn't because it was a new new week or a new year or just Monday or <laughs> and also just speak to the person that maybe feels like giving up. What encouragement would you give them? Yeah, I would just say don't give up. Don't ever give up because the journey um, is is kind of what we make of it too. But put people around you that will keep you accountable and love you through where you are in the season and not and not talk down to you. Again, it's about um, a place of of speaking life and having life brought into your into your um into your journey. But staying in God's word, that's where it's at. You got to stay close to him to know uh, who you really are in Christ and to keep walking that out with boldness uh, and have that Joshua and Caleb spirit, like, like we're going to get to the promised land. So um, that's, that's what I really want to encourage you to do is have that loving accountability and to keep pressing in and pressing on and not, not have that shame and guilt around because none of us are perfect, right? We're, we're not perfect, but it's about getting better and better each and every day. So if you're getting 1% better today and the 1% better the next day and the next, you're eventually going to get better at the end of the year. So just give yourself, um, an at a girl or an at a boy instead of, uh, you know, what it could have should us, uh, because those will never amount to anything in your journey. So just keep at it and uh, recognize that you are doing great things and notice the small wins and even um i would say celebrate those small wins in a healthy way because they're important yes definitely and i said it before but i'll say it again what a good word because it's such a reminder that as it relates to our spiritual journey and also as it relates to our fitness journey um perfection is not required 
what progress is. And as you said, that's that 1% better. If you keep getting better, that 1% better by the end of the year, you'd be so much better. And so that was so, so good and so rich. And so lastly, Wendy, could you tell us how can the people connect with you? Yes, I was talking about those exercises and putting life-giving food on your plate. I actually have a seven-day uh, meal plan and workout that you can get for free on my website if you go to wendypet.com, and that's W-E-N-D-I-E-P-E-T-T.com. Would love to uh, serve you there and give you those um, those free tools. Awesome, awesome. And I'll be sure to leave that link in the show notes so you guys can connect and Wendy, I'm just so grateful for you joining the show today and passionately sharing your expertise that can help us to thrive in our fitness journey. I appreciate you. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope and pray that you found value in today's episode. And I'll conclude just how I began. And that's with God's word. Third John 1, 2 says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Now go be all that God has called you to be.